Ivy and the CIA, an interview with Yulia Yurakova Martins. Hello, Yulia. Thank you so much for joining our podcast. Welcome. Thank you. Um, it's my pleasure to be here. So my name is uh, Yulia Rukova martins and I am a Lean Six Sigma professional and um, high-performance coach and a lot of other things. And most of, importantly right now, I'm a mother to a two-and-a-half-year-old toddler, and um, I have an amazing relationship with my husband, my, my dream partner that we created. And uh, I love and enjoy sharing my thoughts and ideas wherever I go. And really, my life is all about bringing value. So I'm really happy to be here. Yulia, you are the rare guest. Most of the time, Ivy brings on people that I have no background knowledge of, but I happen to have a little bit of background knowledge of you only because you are running many of the calls for Performance Coach University, which Ivy and I both participate in. So, um, But to the extent beyond your connection to PCU, I don't really have much background on you. So could you go deeper into some of the things you do professionally and how you got into that and why you chose that area of profession? Oh, absolutely. So professionally, my background is in continuous improvement and process improvement. And how I got there, uh, I have science background. I trained as a scientist. And my dream was to go and do cancer research. But life took me different direction. I started working in pharma and healthcare. And I learned, I, I came across uh, continuous improvement by accident, but I discovered that it was exactly the area that I love because this is something where I learn things and I apply things and I share ideas and I improve things on a daily basis. So that was like really exciting for me. And there was a lot of variety in my work and I could see bringing value into whatever process that we're improving and making people's life better in a workplace. So that was uh, something very exciting. So I went I had and did a lot of certifications in that field. So I'm certified in um, as a Lean Bronze practitioner. I have Black Belt in Lean Six Sigma, which is, means a lot to people who are in the field, but not much for, for people who are outside. That means I studied to some tests and did some projects that basically showed the results. And my favorite part of my work is uh, understanding very complex processes and breaking it down and helping people to see waste. It's all about flow of value and waste, and that's that's what I love about it. And what is very interesting that after becoming lean professional, I ended up working in a cancer center with a team that does um, help and does work with leukemia patients. That was my dream to to start with, right? To to do cancer research and go to leukemia field. And I end up helping them in different capacity. And what I find out about myself is that I I was a better help to that team than if I would have become a scientist. Because it's totally, you know, if we're talking about personalities, being a scientist is like on a different type of spectrum. It's not who I truly am, but being on in the improvement side, it's it's uh, it was my sweet spot that uh, I could provide the most value with. I don't know what your connection to Tony Robbins is. I know we're all connected to Jarek Robbins, his son, because of PCU, Performance Coach University. So have you participated in stuff with Tony? Because I used to work for Tony, and one of his 
acronym sayings is constant and never ending improvement. Mm -hmm. So that aligns perfectly with it sounds like what you do for a profession. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, And this is very interesting because the idea of Kaizen or continuous improvement is a Japanese concept and it's been in the industry of, if you look up some companies that are top notch in, in the industry like Toyota and and even in the in the hospitals right now who implement lean, they, they use those ideas, constantly never ending improvement as well. It's it's all an idea about uh, we never can achieve perfection, but we always strive for it. There's always room for us to improve. And my connection to Tony is that I love I I, I read his books and then Actually, my sister said, I was very interested. My sister is very artistic. And and one year she told me, I put uh, on my bucket list to go to Tony Robbins' event. I said, that's awesome. I'm very happy for you. And she said, well, I bought two for one ticket, so you're going with me. (laughs) That's how I ended up. I said, there's no way. I said, okay, I'm going to go there, but there's no way I'm doing all the crazy stuff of jumping around and walking on fire and all those things. But... Uh, you know, life happens, and um, I went to my first uh, Unleash the Power Within. I was uh, almost now seven or eight years ago, and after that, I've been volunteering. I went to three or four more, so that was um, that was it. And then, and then I I uh, came across Jerry Robbins, uh, Jerry Robbins' work also through my sister, and uh, that's how I got started. I've been following Jerry for years now. What a cool story of how you got introduced to Tony because of your sister and again to Jared because of your sister. I'm just curious, uh, who else in your life, uh, what person or persons in your life have made a big impact into the person you are today? This is a very good question. I think my family had a very good impact on me because my my parents always taught me especially my father always taught me to um, to to think and to read a lot and i was an avid reader since i was you know growing up since i learned to read basically and some of my friends used to joke they when they introduced me when i was in high school they used to say oh this is yule she reads everything that has letters on it and my parents actually ended up hiding some books from me because I would even read under the bed and under under the blanket to because like I wanted to finish reading. And that brings a very interesting concept because at certain point when I reached maybe my teenage years and I was in a interesting area where where most teenagers think about dating and relationship and friends, I was thinking about the existence of life and religion and finding out the truth. And uh, I, maybe I, because I read a lot of classic Russian literature, it's, it's, a, it's a bit heavy, you know, um, to begin with. And you ask you a lot of interesting questions. But um, that was that was very, very great time in my life because it, it, it built the foundation of values and, and thinking. Uh, really, if I read a book, I... I try to see how do I apply this to my life right now. And this is what I took away. So until now, now maybe I'm not reading as much. So not as much means I read maybe 
four to five books a month. That's that's my not as much. I used to read uh, three to four books a week, uh, including audio and um, and in print. Now it's less because as a mother, I don't have as much time. <laughs> but uh, but still, it it all always brings me to the question: What can I from the book that I read? What can I apply? What ideas can I use for my work? What ideas can I use for uh, the clients I work with? Or was there something that I'm learning from it that is useful for me right now? That's a great way to approach books because I've tended to be a person, probably got this from a young age, where I want to complete a book for the sake of completing a book, right? Even if I didn't enjoy it, or sometimes you enjoy it and you're like, this, is, this part's really good. But if you don't do something to find a way to take action upon what you just learned, right? Or apply it to your life in some form or fashion, that quickly goes away as you move on to the following books. You may see similarities, you remember parts of it. But you know, I love, so part of what you're saying is what I've been trying to apply, which is the ability to go back to books that I really love and then to extract out the good parts. We call them the golden nuggets, right? And then um, like some form of like, documenting them or putting them down so you can apply it in some form or fashion to your life or to your coaching. So um, I, I want to go, this may be a very difficult question for you, but uh, because you read so much, but imagine you were sentenced to life in prison and the warden said, when you show up, you only get to bring one book into your cell. And this book's the only book you get to read the rest of your life. What's the book you bring into prison with you? What a great question. And my answer may surprise you. The book that I will bring with me would be a leather-bound notebook that my father gave to me when I graduated from university that had empty pages in it. And I was the one who filled it out. So what happened with me is that when I graduated from university, I really wanted to become better like i had this notion that i need to improve there's 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 a sense in me of striving for more achieving more setting goals and all that but i felt that there's absolutely some faults or some some things in me some weaknesses that that i need to work on so i took that book and i used it as as a way for me to to write my ideas my goals Maybe I read some books and then I wrote some ideas. I had some experiences, some spiritual experiences or conversations with people. And I, I wrote it all down. It was more like a reflection, reflection journal for me. So what happened is 10 years took me to finish all the pages. And then I read it. And what I realized is that this is the best book that I have ever read. Because I could see the person I wanted to become. I've became, it took me a decade. I haven't, I haven't achieved certain goals. And now I can see why. Because they was not aligned to my personality and who I want to be. Right? But it's even looking at that and reflection about that. So if I'm in prison, I have that book. And that brings me to, maybe because you asked that question, brings me that um, that book uh, of the survivor of the concentration camp, which he talked about, um, what was his name? The, uh, the, re, the, uh, the, about the meaning of life and the person was analyzing. And absolutely, it's about somebody who, who thinks and, and, and giving, you, giving yourself a chance 
to still be able to think, process, reflect, and write your ideas down. And I think that's what brings the, um, sur- not survival, but, but the meaning to your life and the purpose, and then brings you back to, 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 to the meaning and why you want to keep living so that one day you come out of that prison and you can share your ideas with somebody and it will make impact on other people as well. So that's an amazing answer. What it made me think about was I just read uh, Matthew McConaughey's book called Green Lights, and he took 35 years of journaling and then put in his like best parts into a book, which is, I think he did a really great job. Um, anyway, the answer is awesome because you answered it exactly like it was intended to be, which is that's the book for you because you're by yourself and you're in prison cell, right? But now the question is, unless that book is now published, what book, if someone else, your friend was sent to prison, right? And they couldn't take that book with them. They had to take a published book. What published book would you recommend they take with them? That's the only book they're going to have the rest of their life. What published book they could take? Oh my goodness. I, I, read, I read so many books and every time I have a different, maybe I'm a, on a different path of life and then I'm trying to... Um, find a purpose in the readings that I have. Definitely, you, you know what I would say. Like I would give um, the the poems by uh, sophistic um, sophistic uh, author. Um, you know that the wisdom that we get from um, uh, poetry is something that we receive. And it's experience that need to be reflected. So, so anything that allows people to think, that would the book that I would send to my friends. You know, um, like things like you know, who would cry when I when you die? Kind of conversations that allow people to think. And it will depend on my friend as well, because like I would usually think about the friend and their values and where they're at, and I would align something that will make them think. I do love that answer. That's and that's just going towards understanding where they're coming from, giving you something that could really set them up for success. Speaking of that, what habits or beliefs have shaped you to the person that you are today? I love this question because if you ever come across the Strength Finder, one of my top five strengths is values, and. Values and beliefs, it's interesting to be in the top five because this is something that I use through my life and that's what shaped me. It's very strong beliefs, very strong uh, sense of purpose, very strong sense of reflection and belief that every person has a purpose and I have a purpose and I have to unveil the gifts from within me. First, identify what they are and then find the best use of it. And I think this was very strong belief that allowed me to find personal development industry, right? Because lots of people know that it exists, but they're not attaching to it. You have to look for it to find it, right? And in the same way, allowed me to read and have experiences that I have. And finally, it's, it's my strong faith as well, because I, I have a strong sense of uh, purpose and, and experiences that I have, that everything that I learn and I go through uh, as, a, as a human being prepares me for eternity. So that also a belief that uh, affects a lot, of, a lot of my actions. And finally, the very strong belief that, that um, 
whatever experience I have is just for me to learn and, and be prepared for it. So it's, um, there's, there's no failure in a way. You have a lot of wisdom, obviously you've gained because of all the books and the life experiences you've had. So one of my favorite movies is Back to the Future. So if you had a time machine and you could travel back and talk to your younger self and share some of the wisdom you've now gained with that younger self, because you know it would make the future better as it moved forward, what would be that advice you'd share with your younger self? This is a very good question. I, I, when I reflect back and I look at my younger self, um, I was growing up very sensitive, very introverted, very reflective. And as I realize now, I did not fit in many environments that I was placed as in my school, in my, even in my university, it was really fine to fit in. And I really wanted to fit in. And then my family moved from Belarus, where I originally come from, to Canada. And it's also finding ways, how do I fit in? So, so I developed myself to be a super extroverted person, right? And even in that is, is also looking for learning to fit in. And this is what I would tell myself, you know, it's, you didn't have to do that. There, there are ways to develop yourself without bending to the circumstances, right? And, and I find that every single experience that I had was, was, was kind of teaching me certain skills, but in a way that now that I'm, I'm uh, older, I have to unlearn that. I have to unlearn and undiscover who I was because I, I was losing it in a way to, to try to fit in. And I would say, okay, don't be afraid to be yourself and be expressed and share who you are and be stronger in what you believe in. And don't allow other people to make you doubt, place that doubt in you because, because doubt destroys, destroys faith, destroys, um, destroys your opportunities as well to, to really be self-expressed and empowered when, when you can be. I really like that answer. Uh, just, it, it, it just, goes back to you coming from a place of curiosity and learning because I can relate to that. I love to learn. I'm very curious. What is one of your biggest failures that you've had? What did you learn from it and how did you overcome it? There's so many moments that I took for myself as learning experiences. I don't say if some were big or small or, um, you know, there were there were things that were difficult for sure um i think for me the big the, the biggest challenge was when my family came to canada we were we were new immigrants and we we became part of a church and uh after being 10 years in the church we realized that that there were some ideas some philosophy that were taught that were not aligned with our beliefs and how we see Christianity and Bible and things like that. So we made decision to leave. The problem with that was that our whole, whole world was around the church, all our friends, all communication. So I ended up being uh, a young person with basically no friends outside of the church circle, with no trust to people outside of the church circle. Um, and I had to navigate myself. How do I learn to trust people, to trust humanity, to, to, to still believe that there are good people out there that are not in the church and really 
really still look into God as, as my source of wisdom and truth and somebody who gives me strength through this whole experience. And that was, that was I think, one of the uh, most difficult experiences to have is building, you build your life from scratch in a way, right? But, but it's in, in a good way because what I see now is that it allowed me to graduate. If you, if you know the theory of um, uh, uh, um, what, what, what is called the spiral dynamics, Spiral dynamics talks about levels. So that experience helped me graduate from, from a religious level to an orange level. So right after that, like I started discovering all the, uh, all the personal development things. So I was like, okay, now I exactly can pinpoint time in my life when my consciousness level opened up like, and I graduated, so like, which is pretty cool. But at that time, trust me, like, I remember times being really sad, crying, that I have no friends, my life is bad. People are, you know, having partners and dating and I'm like, I'm single. That was like not not a good experience, right? But I see it as a good good thing now. So you may use a version of this question in coaching since we're all coaches. Mm -hmm. So uh, this really, we're going after maybe something in your life that you once pursued and didn't work out something you never pursued because you thought it was too far out of reach, or maybe it was something that you always wanted, but you're like, eh, it's not, it doesn't make sense for my life. So if I was a genie and I could just grant you not three wishes, but just one wish, what would be that wish and why? There's a couple of rules. You can't wish for more wishes and you can't wish to become the genie or the wish giver. What's your wish? It's, 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 it's a very, it's a very good question. I always like it because it opens up the possibilities and my wish is that I always see the positive side in things. Like I would not allow the external circumstances to, to keep me down or bring me down because perspective is what important. And I think, think for me, the, the most important wish is, is having, having wisdom and sticking to wisdom and gaining wisdom. That's my, my primary focus in life. And and not losing that, not losing that light from within, because because that that is what the moment the moment I I lose that is the moment like my life has no meaning, and and if I continue to to pursue that because this is something that I can use and I can um, take. Um, take take good 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 use of find find a good use of that for myself personally. Other people can be impacted. So I never I would ne I would not wish something for other people because I don't know circumstances of their life. I don't know like you know it's 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 not for me about um, giving fish to people you know to eat and feed them. It's I would I would ask for one wish is to really sustain that light within me as as long as i live so that at the end of my of my days i can say as as um one uh person one said right like i fought a good fight and you can fight a good fight only when you have that light and that wisdom and that strength um, that spiritual strength within you and that's that would be my wish and that's a very wise answer full of wisdom here and a lot of golden nuggets what is one superpower you wish you had? I love this question. <laughs> I think my 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 um, my superpower 
I would say I would reflect it back going like forget the coaching I would I would bring it back to to my role as mother and what the superpower I want to have is ability not to react when things do not go my way and I think this is what makes a great parent but this is this is a really goes into category of superpower because as humans you know, things don't go our way, you know, starting from when my daughter was born, like it was not going according to the plan. And I like planning things. You know, I wish, <laughs> I wish I had the superpower to stay calm in the circumstances, but it takes, you know, skills to do that. And, and, um, it's, it's a good one to have. I think I will, I will, um, uh, stay healthy longer if I have that superpower. You may not be aware, but the reason that Ivy and I do this podcast is because we want to allow our listeners to have access to people they may never cross paths with in life, just for whatever circumstance. And we want to bring people from varying backgrounds and life experiences, et cetera, because as you've answered these questions, uh, people may connect with you in a way that they may not have connected with us or other people they've talked to. You may have said something they've never heard before. Or you may say something they've heard five times, but you said it, and this is the time they actually go, oh, I'm going to use that. Same way you read books, right? And you may hear the same thing repeated in different ways, but one voice is that voice that makes the difference for you. So um, if you were left with just one piece of advice you could give people that would help them live their best life, what would be the one piece of advice you'd share with them? One piece of advice that I, I would give any person that asks me to is really, um, really focus for people on finding their flow. Where, where this flow is coming from, what brings them in the flow, what takes them out of flow, and they would enjoy their life way more if they knew what it is and be more intentional about creating it in their life. Because my life personally changed a lot when I found what's my reason for being and where my flow is coming from. And it impacted the way I show up, the way I communicate, the way I see myself in different roles and the way I bring, bring value to, to my work and my personal life. And if the person gives time to reflect and think and, and, and really ask themselves this, this question, right? Like at the end of the day, what would be worth my time? Like today, like if I, if I, if I'm doing some activity, like I give a very good example is when my daughter was born and I was considering, should I go back to uh, corporate work? Should I focus more on the business? What activities will I be doing? And ask myself a question, what would be worth my time leaving my daughter and going and, 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 uh, uh, pursuing my, my passions. Like I, I really have to be confident that I'm doing something that brings value to me and grows me as the, as the person and brings values in, uh, in the way that my, my experience, my expertise, my talents are used. And, and this is the question I want everybody to think about where, where you bring value and um, what, what takes you in the flow and make sure you, you go after it. I really love that answer because I talked about flow the other day on one of my lives and it was just one of the secrets to happiness is that when you just, you're doing something that you don't, you lose track of time and you don't even, and it doesn't have to be work. It can be something you just a hobby, 
but just getting in your flow, it's like you're getting in your little space in yourself, right? And you're just within your own little thought. It's it's a great way to be. And you can find a lot of contentment there. So um, if our guests want to get in touch with you, what is the best way? There's many ways they can find me on social media. I'm on Instagram. I'm more uh, active on LinkedIn for the professional community, but I provide lots of content there. There's also my website, yuliarukova.com, Yulia, Y-U-L-I, and U-R-U-K-O-V-A.com. And um, there, uh, sometimes I host workshops or certain events online, so there are always updates on my uh, on my website and on my on my social media. So uh, when you follow me, like you, you can be updated as well. Yulia, you have been an incredible guest. We really appreciate you taking the time to visit with us today and have this great conversation. Um, we would really appreciate it if you pay it forward. So as we send you the link to this, please share it with your network of people because they may never have heard of Ivy or myself. And in hearing our voices, maybe they'll hear something new or reach into our world and we can kind of pay it forward, which Ivy and I say is kind of the initial intent of social media. It may not have done what it intended to do, but we can kind of do our own part to share our network of people amongst each other, introduce new voices and let people hear things from a new perspective. Thanks for having me, Dan and Ivy. It was a great pleasure. And I really enjoy the questions because they made me think. And I, and I love that. And uh, I love that you allow people to share the, uh, their perspective and uh, introduce their world to, um, to the world, like share their light. Thank you for that. It was our pleasure. We loved having you on our podcast. Thank you again. To learn more about Ivy and the CIA, go to ivyandthecia.com. To learn more about Dan Crum, go to dancrum.com.